Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, December 5th, 528 a.m. Central Time. Grain markets mixed this morning. March corn futures up one and a quarter at 486 and three quarters. March soybeans up five and a half at 1332. March Chicago wheat up a quarter cent at 620 and three quarters. March Kansas City wheat down one and three quarters at 656. March spring wheat down three and a half at 732 and three quarters. Uh, big wheat sale to China yesterday. So USDA reported a large flash sale of U.S. SRW wheat to China yesterday. U.S. exporters sold 440,000 metric tons of soft red winter wheat to China for delivery during the current marketing year. This was the largest daily SRW sale to China in recent years. Since the beginning of August, the USDA has reported four flash sales of SRW wheat to China, totaling 951,000 metric tons. Also yesterday, Yesterday, U.S. exporters sold 267,044 metric, me metric tons of corn to, uh, to Mexico for delivery during the current marketing year. Exporters also sold 183,000 metric tons of soybean cake and meal to the Philippines for, deli for delivery during the current marketing year. This wheat sale to China is a big deal. Let's uh, backtrack a little bit and talk about China wheat for a second and their situation. Um, so there's been a lot of headlines about heavy rains in China dating back to like this past spring. They had problems uh, harvesting last year's crop. They're in a similar cycle to us. They uh, plant winter wheat in like September, October. They harvested in say May or June. So they had a lot of issues with last year's crop as a result of heavy rains. And they also had issues planting this year's crop, which is in the ground now, again, they're on a similar cycle to what we do here. And uh, winter, let me see, where's my graph? Winter wheat in China is 95% is of production. So that's the big deal. So USDA says that um, despite all this rain and, and uh, the issues that last year's crop, the one harvested this past May or June, that was a record crop. And the crop that's in the ground now, they're projecting to be the second largest on record. But I think it's apparent here, given these purchases, that China has quality issues. And that's why they're coming to the U.S. So in, in the case of wheat, as you guys know, you know, you could have the quantity, I guess, but not necessarily have the quality. And maybe these rains uh, resulted in some uh, quality issues. When you look at the wheat chart, yeah, we've been up for uh, four or five days in a row. And I threw some retracement lines on here from the uh, July high. Um, is this a short covering event? Could this result in a big short covering event? Yeah, it absolutely could. Uh, large money managers, fund traders, very heavily short the SRW wheat market. And that's probably what you're seeing here the last few days uh, as a result of these Chinese purchases. And when you pull this thing back, it still doesn't look very good. I mean, you're you're off 58% from where we peaked last year. And uh, from a grain marketing standpoint, my personal opinion would be that you've got to forget that 2022 ever happened and kind of focus on what's going on right now. But uh, we did have a key reversal on the weekly chart yesterday. It looks better. I hope this rally uh, holds together and we can build on it. Uh, we'll see what happens today. Brazil's soybean planting continues to lag behind last year's pace. According to well-followed private group Ag Rural, Brazilian soybean planting was 85% complete as of last Thursday, down from 91% last year. Notable planting progress was noted across southern Brazil compared to the prior week. Northern Brazil, however, continues to deal with hot and dry conditions, which are hindering planting. Ag Rural is projecting Brazil's soybean crop to reach 
159.1 million tons this season, down from the group's previous estimate of 163.5 million tons. I feel personally as if that 159 is pretty close to what the market is actually trading right now. That's just my personal thought. Uh, there is some rain on the radar again in Brazil this morning. It's spotty as it's been, and it's going to be spotty for the next five days. You're going to see good amounts in some places and, and nothing in other areas. When you look at the 10-day Euro map of Brazil, it looks really wet. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, yeah, you're going to see some coverage, but the amounts are still going to be quite a bit less than what you would see normally uh, from a seasonal standpoint. Usually November, December are really wet, and the amounts that we're going to see here are just not uh, quite what would be seen in a normal year, which kind of begs the question, I guess, can Brazil do uh, what we just did in the U.S. this past year? Can they produce a monster crop uh, with uh, less than ideal weather or drier conditions? I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion on that. But uh, the soybean market did not act great yesterday, fell below what I thought uh, was some chart support. We're back higher this morning. So the weather situation kind of a mixed bag. You're going to see erratic rains here. It's going to be uh, not not normally what you would see in December, but maybe it's enough. Maybe it's enough. I don't know. So if you guys have not already checked out our premium content, you need to do so. You're not going to find content like this anywhere else. Joe, can you tell me about the video uh, we put together yesterday? Uh, Paul Neifer, the farm CPA. He is the farm CPA that you need to listen to when it comes to your tax planning. Uh, he was on yesterday, talked about some post-harvest issues that you guys are going to deal with when it comes to your taxes. Taxes are never fun, but this is uh, stuff that you have to pay attention to. Paul does an excellent job with these videos. He's on once or twice a month uh, talking about tax issues, financial issues, um, things along those lines. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com this morning. Uh, this is a $50 per month subscription. You can cancel anytime. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. There's a new premium video from us every single business day. Our morning email goes out every day at 5 a.m. Central Time. That email includes charts, graphics, all of our videos, all of our grain marketing recommendations, uh, which are very much geared toward the, the cash-only grain marketer with uh, very few exceptions. Uh, check this deal out this morning, guys. I'll uh, sign up. I'll shoot you over a copy of this morning's email. U.S. soybean shipments declined last week. USDA reported that 1.1 million metric tons of soybeans were inspected for export during the week ending November 30th. The print fell below pre-report estimates and was down 30% compared to the previous week and 47% versus the same week last year. Corn shipments easily surpassed pre-report estimates, increasing by a whopping 183% versus the prior week at 1.2 million metric tons. Wheat shipments were poor at 187,955 metric tons, declining 35% compared to the previous week and 45% versus the same week last year. The soybean number is not good. 1.1 this time of year is not good. We, I think we were 2 or 2.1 the same week last year. There's a lot of discussion regarding logistics in the United States. Uh, the PNW is a good market. The rail market's a good market, but they have limited capacity. The Gulf is where we uh, need to do the majority of our business. And, and it's still the majority, I think, looking through the uh, inspections report yesterday, but it's it's a, a much smaller percentage of total shipments than it should be. And that's because we've got river issues and this Panama Canal thing seems to uh, have become a bigger issue as of late. So uh, the, the corn shipments were really good. No complaints there, but the soybean number is not quite where it needs to be. And there is, you know, as we've mentioned a few times before about the sales to China, like, if Brazil has a big enough crop, a lot of this business could probably shift back to Brazil and you could see some cancellations. That's what we saw with corn this uh, past spring and summer. And, and the, the same thing could happen with soybeans. That's the pessimist in me. I hope I'm wrong about that.
Stats Canada released updated crop estimates on Monday. This year's Canadian wheat and canola crops are better than expected due to late summer rainfall. All wheat production is forecast at 32 million tons. Although the estimate is the second lowest in six years, it's up notably from September's estimate of 29.8 million tons. Canadian farmers harvested 24.8 million tons of spring wheat, an increase of 10% from the previous estimate. Farmers also harvested 4 million tons of hard red winter wheat. Uh, that was the second smallest crop in 13 years. Yeah, the crops in Canada were not great. No, everybody knew that. But this report indicated that they were slightly better than expected. So if anything, this was like a bearish input, but the market glossed over this because the the um, China purchases of, of SRW wheat out of the U.S. were the bigger deal. Canada's a uh, big deal when it comes to wheat production, sixth largest uh, producer on the planet, according to USDA uh, projections. So they absolutely do matter. Just I, I feel like the market kind of glossed over that report. Gold surged 3% on Monday to reach a new record of $2,135.39 per ounce, surpassing its previous records set in August of 2020. The precious metal did end up, end up giving back some of those gains to end the day with only a 0.3% increase. The surge was attributed to recent comments from the Fed, which have led traders to believe that interest rates may soon be cut. Since October, the precious metal has rallied 14% due to Treasury yields and the dollar decreasing as the likelihood of U.S. rate cuts rise. I threw in the gold story uh, today because yesterday we talked about Bitcoin and, and some of the gold bugs got back to me and they were like, where's the gold story at? Uh, so, yeah, it does look great. It's not performing as well as, as Bitcoin, but that's fine. Gold's, gold is a uh, has been historically throughout the course of mankind, probably like one of the best investments out there. Um, it looks awfully good. The chart looks good to me. We're up 11% year to date. So no, we're not up 150 like Bitcoin, but gold's much less volatile. And I know a lot of you guys are probably big gold fans and I have uh, no issue with that whatsoever. Uh, what did Cal do yesterday? Cattle futures continued their free fall on Monday. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 378 lower, while live cattle futures closed an average of a buck 65 lower. Uh, box beef also lost ground yesterday. Choice ended the day at 294.99. That was down 247. Select was 266 lower to end the day at 262.83. Ugly. They tried to rally and then they they sold them off yeah. again, uh, like intraday. Outside markets this morning, guys, US dollars about flat. Stocks are off a little bit. Uh, bonds are up. Crude oil is up eight cents in the January WTI at 73.12. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you on Wednesday.